0: Are both those sheets of paper so you can take it high? What? it <laughs> looks like what
1: forms. I think it's an invoice, but it might be a ticket. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> back to episode 15 of the uh, Spring Legion podcast. I'm your host Hunter Ferrier joined again today with Austin Seals and Chase Ferrier. Uh, we've got a few things uh, to touch on uh, today. A few a few listener questions we've reached out on a few different uh, a few different polls and, and just uh, topics. We've got uh, a few jotted down we're going to answer today and just go through a few preseason which we covered uh, last week with uh with scouting and, and and listening for gobbles and stuff like that to uh to our early season mindset i guess if that makes any sense we're kind of in that uh middle ground between uh between finding turkeys and them just sitting back and waiting to hunt them um no big updates this week i guess uh pretty much everything's in stock and uh everything's running running pretty smoothly on the uh, on the apparel and on the website and um we will be having a little bit of news in the coming weeks on some, some cool uh, little operations we're running that'll be ran through the website. Um, so y'all wanna make sure y'all kind of check in on that. A few of them will be limited quantities of things. Um, as far as I know, both of them will be going to uh, an, an organization, some, uh, some nonprofit kind of work. So that'll be something to, to keep tabs on in the coming weeks as we go into the opening weekend. But with that, that's all I got. Um, Seals,
2: so you got some stuff written down? Yeah, I got some of the, some of the questions written down. Um, the first one being what type of gun, shells, chokes do we use for turkey hunting? And uh, I'll go first on that one. On my shotgun, I shoot a Fronky Intensity 12 gauge chamber three and a half with some Apex TSS number nine shells. And uh, for years, I've shot a jellyhead choke and actually last year I switched to an Indian Creek Mm -hmm. and it's unreal, the pattern that it throws. So that's, that's my setup I'll be hunting with this year.
1: Let's see. So this will be my third year with the Remington A70. It is the the second gun I've had. Um, My shells are green and um, high brass. High brass green shells, and uh, I think I got a jelly head choke. Yeah,
2: 870. It's Mm -hmm. also chamber three and a half. All right. You have the Apex TSS
0: number nines. All right. With the jelly head choke. All right. You are shooting the jelly head, not the... That other one you had, what was what it? The, the Browning or something? No, but that was the no, old Browning. That, no,
1: I, I had that Invector Plus, Invictor Plus one. The yeah, you just, shot, you just Whatever shot this, it came with is what I had. And the stop. The show. first three shells I found in my console was what was going in it. Yeah. And, uh, or if it was only two, it was only two or one.
2: I about say I've seen you hunt one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just multiple a, times. And
1: that's not being having a lot of faith in the shot. It's literally just probably the only one I could find. And said, "No, nah, we're, we're going." Um, yeah, get him just, get him close <laughs> yeah hunter's just glad that turkey shell not buckshot <laughs> or something I think, uh, let's see I, the, i've only i patterned that gun and that was it and that was after I was coming off of that whole <coughs> um fiasco with um with missing that 82 and one bird and um that got in my head so bad and um i was actually i was talking to spence Alfred on their rolling thunder podcast and as soon as i said that he he kind of stopped me was like there's no question this you know about turkey hunting just you miss a turkey twice and you got to get a new gun you know so that's kind of one of those superstitious things that he kind of pointed out that i I laughed at but but in all reality yeah i I did go get a new gun at like nine o'clock at night you (laughs) you missed
2: the turkey and drove straight to my house and we rode the vans and picked up a
1: Mm, bunch of shotguns i had to and i mean i I had the
0: same scenario happen to me. That's the only reason I have a new gun myself. And I, I missed one turkey, <laughs> and it was enough. It, it never patterned right after that, mm-hmm. and I had a shell foul up on a shot. I mean, a fifteen-yard shot, and it—I I mean, it, it would not eject, would not. Nothing. I, mean, I had to take it home before I could even mm-hmm. get the shell out of the gun. It's probably happened to all of us because after that year that you killed eighty-two
2: and one bird mm-hmm. was the morning the second year in a row that I missed.
1: Yep. yep. And
2: I went and got that I
1: that could be your house.
2: Of, yeah, but I say I got rid of my eight seventy that I had. Yeah. And but, bought this bought the Frankie. And I then think, it wasn't two weeks later you went and bought an eight seventy. we
1: could have just traded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Um, um but no, I think I, I don't know how much money I spent. I didn't even look at the shelves. I, I grabbed like one of every box that I gotta, you know, figure this out. Um and a lot of it was reassurance, I feel like, you know, a confidence thing. Um, and those four black pieces that never went back into the Browning after I took it <laughs> apart. Um, I thought it was the the camouflage on it. I took that off. That was the first thing I took off, thinking the, cam- the camouflage must be messing it up. Because I, I missed turkeys with it, but, I mean, back to back to back like that was... Something was up. And then, and then I, I did go take it out there and put a big piece of paper up and shot it, and it was... I mean, it was just the most unpredictable thing you could ever imagine, um, and that was a that was a tough day. But um, but uh, but yeah, I think I wound up with those apexes, um, and I that was kind of the first one that that I felt comfortable with, like two shots in a row. And I think uh, that was it. Like that was as the vans was closing when we went to go get it. I remember yeah, that, mm-hmm. and um, we shot. I wanted to shoot it that night, and we ended up not because it was like eleven o'clock when we got back. Um. Did we shoot it before we went hunting the next day? It must have been the following day.
2: Yeah, because that's why you have the head. Because remember, that was the gun I was shooting out of that 870. And obviously, I've killed a bunch of turkeys with that 870. It, was just, the, it yeah. was just the me. So you ended up shooting that same. Yeah, you shot it, killed a turkey. And then when we got done, that's when you shot it and patterned it. Yeah.
1: So the first shot was at a turkey. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, Which, I mean, the pattern, I think I, I, I shot two shells in those... Those remaining boxes. Once I once I knew those were good, I don't really get into the which ones are better. It's that's good enough to kill a turkey, and I really didn't have to shoot those two, I guess. But it made me yeah. feel better. What do you shoot, Chase?
0: Um, I'm currently shooting a Remington 870 myself, uh, three and a half inch. Um, I'm shooting those Federal. Um, I don't really know exact names on the box. I know it's the gold box of Federals. Mm-hmm. Um, TSS nine shot. Um. That's what I shoot on my 12-gauge. I have a jellyhead choke on it also, and it's a jellyhead choke from way back when. got to get the old ones. I honestly don't even know if I'm supposed to be shooting tungsten <laughs> through it. I don't
1: think I, don't think I am. <laughs> I, don't I don't think know. you are.
0: Because every year it gets a little bit harder to get out of my gun after I send two or three down range. But uh, that's what I shoot on my 12-gauge. And I, I've got a got a four ten last year that I, I've yet to I take into the woods. But I've taken into the woods two or three times, but never even really gotten on a good turkey to, you know, consider shooting at um, with it. But I'm shooting the, the same gold box of Federals. I mm-hmm. think it's nine shot. I'm not really positive. Just the first box of four ten TSS I could find. It's one of those Stevens, um, hundred and I think eighty dollar. Single shotguns, and it's just got mm-hmm. a screw in choke that whatever came with it. Um, I thought about getting one of those Indian Creeks for it. I, I've seen some, some patterns pretty good with that, but I mean, heck, at 40 yards with it, it's just as good as my you know 12 mm-hmm. gauge at 60. So I'm like, you know, whatever. But I, you know, I had that short gun oh, I, I shot think. for that's the one that messed up on me. Um, I shot it for years, and I, I can never imagine it having a problem
1: that's how i was doing
0: we uh i shot nitros out of it with a jelly head choke and had the 24 inch barrel on it Mm three and it's probably (laughs) i don't even (laughs) want to know how many turkeys it has killed because i know you've killed a handful with it i've killed a handful with it i've seen uh, several first turkeys killed with it um
1: if you weren't hunting i was grabbing it whether i asked you or not dad still takes it Mm -hmm.
0: he just he he doesn't think it's 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 the superstition for me. Mm -hmm. I shot one with Zach that morning and missed, and and he luckily got his first turkey that day. But I remember when my gun went off, it made a different noise, which I think it would have been mist and rain that day. It was kind of, you know, not a... It was foggy or something, and I was like, my shell must have just been wet. But when I, you know, I clipped it off safety, stood up to pump my gun, and it, it didn't pump. And I was like... Something's not right, so I shot it the next day, and my pattern went from being ridiculous to nothing. Yeah.
2: that's a talking about your 410. If I get to feeling froggy, I got remember last year at the beginning of the year, I got that 870 410. Oh, really? With the Jeb's choke in it. I didn't even know you got one. Yeah, I you've seen it a hundred times, Hunter. Oh, I kept it in the truck all last year all right. in case I got to decide I want to take it. I just kept it in the gun gun case in the back, but. It was. It's a pretty cool little gun. I just.
0: There's a lot of people switching back chemical to. Them. Yeah. Bottom yeah. line. Okay. I hadn't ever seen them. I guess.
1: Oh. Um. And I don't. I don't blame them for for going to the. Twenty gauges in the four tens and, and it's kind of one of those things. I think a lot of people are doing it as a. A check off. You know. what I mean, right, which right. I, mean, I can kind of get behind. Like it's just cool. Like. Cool. Shooting something with a recur versus a compound, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think either one's better or worse. And but um, but I, I have heard of, a lot of people have asked me just personally, and I'm sure they've asked y'all as well. Just with us kind of having the traditionalist approach to things, um, kind of not against decoys, just not using them. Um, kind of you know not using ground blinds and stuff, and 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 kind of just hunting in the hardwoods and just and just rolling in there with you know. Hunter versus bird, um, kind of our stance on the on the uh, the, the TSS, the tungsten and and uh, the way that goes. I guess I, th- I think uh, it can still be a good thing, and people can kind of uh, everybody can find a way to twist stuff into a, a bad thing. If you know what I'm, you know, you know what I mean. Um, but but my personal view on it, um, I do shoot it and I shot it pretty much I don't think I shot it the first year it came out just because I, I still have some Remington 4s and 6s left in that console once I shot those um, I, I, I got those apexes and, and I went with the 9s just because it made more sense um, just the more pellets and and um, they do shoot farther and I think that was what kind of sparked everybody's you know opinion on them was, was people killing them at 90 yards and stuff and, and I think that's I mean that's on that's on the hunter you know I, I guess if it's doable that's on you um i don't see a ton of joy in that but i think at the same time if if even though we have an, a, a traditionalist approach or a you know just just kind of keeping things fair between the the, the wild game and the, the people hunting them um i think you owe it to the animal that that when it comes to that moment that's a big moment you know that's not one you should should uh be too lackadaisical about i mean I joke about not knowing what kind of, you know, shells I've got, but, but at the same time, you know, I, I make sure that everything's right and that I'm confident when I pull that trigger, it's going to be the most instantaneous, you know, uh, euthanization. I guess right. would be a politically yeah. correct word, but killing a turkey is not going to. I mean, you you want to lessen your chances of wounding it and and possibly hurting somebody else and. I think with the with the evolution of ammunition, it, I mean, you're making the chances better, and then those that kind of use it as a short-range rifle are just, I mean, they're kind of in the same tiers of, you know.
2: Well, that's exactly okay. right. And even it, and even though I'm shooting tungsten, I'm still going to try to get that turkey in right. 30 yards. Right. But like you said, when you get him into 30 yards and you pull the trigger, you have more knockdown, more pellets mm-hmm. going. Yeah, well, absolutely. it's going to be quicker. Yeah. That uh, yeah. doesn't mean you have just because you shoot tungsten doesn't mean you have to shoot him out at 90 yards. Right. right. I mean,
0: yeah. you know, more power to you if you can. I mean, it is it, – it is.
1: I mean, you It, can, it helps your yeah. confidence
0: a little bit if you're kind of iffy on the line. Because, I mean, I shot one that was – a Little further than I liked shooting them before last mm-hmm. year, and I, I felt comfortable doing it because I knew I could humanely do it. However. Yeah, you know, it would be I, I, I had less of a risk of wounding that ter- wound mm-hmm. in that turkey and it, you know, me not recovering it or you know, whatever may happen, just injuring it. Um, so I mean, it, it's more of a reassurance for me mm-hmm. of shooting them in range, I know they're gonna be straight. Dumb deal, right there. You know, I have
2: seen though if you get them if you shoot a bird with TSS number nine too far away, where your pattern has time to open up, you that breast is loaded yeah. with. That. Oh yeah, so that's that's why I, I mean that's another reason I still try to get them the thirty yards. I it is
1: because I what what when we're joking about the stuff we were earlier, um, I like I don't even register that in my mind when I'm going turkey hunting, it's like find that turkey and, and you know, get there and, and, and go hunt that turkey and and I will throw one shell in there. And it's, you know, it's just so, I get so amped up about it. I will say the first, it was our first hunt of not last year but the year before. Uh, Chase was hunting on a piece of the property that we, we talked about last uh, last week. And I was hunting on another side and then um it was a pretty slow morning up until about nine o'clock. I don't remember if it was weather or what it was. But, um, but I ended up getting in touch with you and I came in from the other side just to kind of, you know, get on the same page. Um, so we kind of approached the area that we had heard one from the same side we were going to meet before we went there. And then I want to say you ended up hanging back. Yeah. You ended up hanging back and I ended up getting really close to the bird and I, you know, I told you, and I think you, you stayed put and you did you mm-hmm. know, don't keep coming because I might be, you know, in between y'all or vice versa. And, um. Cause you couldn't hear the gobble because he was down in his hollow, and right. I was right on that hollow when he got with the first time. And I'm thinking, how in the world? I could like hear your call, and like, literally, I felt like it was like maybe 70 yards from me, and right. I was 20 yards from where this thing dipped down. And, and I could not um, hear that turkey. Yeah, and you had no like you. And I remember I was on the phone with you. Yeah, and I'm like, you do not hear this turkey. Like, I heard you him through about? your phone. Really? <laughs> I remember that because I, I was sitting there. I was like, I've
0: walked. Where I think we should Mm -hmm. both be able to pinpoint him, and I could hear him from the front of the Mm -hmm. the place. But when I got to where I thought I knew where I was at, that turkey was on the other side of a ridge that I apparently was.
1: It it was a very steep way. It was. It was probably eight feet. I feel like at the beginning, but it was Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it was straight down. But it went down as a little knoll there too, and I could hear it, and I knew he was. he was very close and i so i was kind of in the wide open so i I knelt down and just kind of crawled or shimmed up to this tree and i got behind the tree and then just this is all luck there was another tree in front of it so i was able to get around it and just kind of peek over the the sides of the tree um which was perfect in my mind um because i knew i was pretty concealed behind you know kind of sandwiching myself in between there being so close and just happening to be four feet from there whenever I heard the gobble for the first time. Um, and I sat there for a good 30 minutes. I could see the hand. I could hear him scratching. That's, that's what I heard first was him scratching. And I, said, right. I was on the phone. He said, hold on, hold on. Um, and then um, and then I, I said, call so I know where you're at. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. know where you were. And you called and he answered. And you, like, you just kept calling him, like, you know, stop. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get him to, you know, you know cut up. I'm like, do you not hear that? I couldn't.
0: Because um, I put um, my phone, laying my phone down to mouth call, because I didn't want to blow your you no, no. out. And then I picked it back up and he answered again, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't hear that. Yeah.
1: But either way, so I sat there, and um, there was this one little dip, and it was two, it was two long beers we strutting with about, I don't know, maybe ten hands. It wasn't even a ton of hands. Um. And I was a little timid on calling to them until I knew which way they were going. They were right. walking this way, you know. I, wasn't, I was going to hang tight and just maybe direct them right or left once they kind of got on my same plane, once they came over that little knoll. Um, but they, were, they ended up getting, I swear, probably 60 yards, 60 to 65 yards in front of me. I still couldn't see them, but there was another dip that I didn't know about, and they were in that. And all of a sudden, I kept seeing the the uh, tail fans pop up and it was, mm-hmm. I mean, it would just pop up on the left and pop up on the right. turns out it was two turkeys it wasn't a turkey just shuffling back and forth. But either way, I could not tell where it was it but from the, my line of sight was just a solid ground. So it was almost like, it looked like it was sticking up out of the ground. Hmm. Um, but they, they ended up, um, I caught them a few times and, and they answered and the hens answered a little bit, but they were kind of doing that when they get in that hand up cycle, um, just doing whatever they wanted to do anyway. And, and none of them really got, you know, Ticked off at me enough to, to come back up there they had just i remember looking around and they just scratched where i was they knew there wasn't a turkey there either way they ended up walking back up that uh, that little hill um and they were probably 70 yards or so and i watched them playing today you know just kind of as giddy as i was i was open a weekend i'm like i knew they were they were too far but they were probably 70 75 and i was like kid just aiming at him, like, if he was a little closer, this is where I was shooting, you know. Oh, yeah. And on the walk out, I remember thinking, like, son of a gun. <laughs> I could have shot him oh, with yeah. these new t- TSS. It just didn't even register, and it still doesn't that much. I'm so used to just trying to get him into 30, 35. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the point of saying that, was that it it, it just doesn't re- – like, that's, where I, that's my, like, how I do hunt and that's well, just yeah. what I do. Um, and that's when it gets –
0: Real and real fun, yeah, for everybody, and that's
1: like that's what I think of when I think of turkey hunting. And then I might have shot them if I would have just registered in my mind that
0: you can. Okay. Well, now to touch back on what I said earlier that those pushing the boundaries, yeah, I'm not talking 75 yards. I, I shot, I stepped it off because it was probably the mm-hmm. furthest I've ever shot a turkey, and I think it was like 53 steps, yeah, which is a long yeah. ways for, for it. And it, it was open land, mm-hmm. so it looked. He looked rough. I was like, I'm. Yeah, I missed a double at nine <laughs> steps. That's easier to do than 53. It
2: yeah. is. Yeah, I agree. It
1: is. You missed him pretty bad, though. I shot the tree yeah. three foot to the right of him. <laughs> I, I, we, we didn't do the one, two, three, I don't think, on that haunt you're talking about. No, that was
2: the morning that we both they walked shot.
1: Out of the lap. Yeah, but we both shot and didn't know the other one ne- shot. Yeah, neither one of us counted down. I was like, all right, I'm shooting. And yeah. you were like, all right, I'm shooting. And I shot, and mine fell, and he took off running over here. I'm like, What are you? I didn't know he would shot. I'm That's like, Do you, did. you not see the bird right here. It's flopping <laughs> like 10 feet in front of us. You just took off fasting."
2: I wasn't worried about yours. I was trying yeah, mine. He
1: was like, I guess you didn't see it. And no, you I You were didn't just see focused it. on that other one. And uh, you came back over, you, you were like, Your mind looked blown, and I'm, my mind was blown. I'm like, What are you doing? And you're like, How did that thing get there? Um, but no, those were some, that was fun because that was, that was, things worked out really well that hunt, I feel like, for the, and they came in, not where we thought they were, but, um, that, they gobbled their heads off that morning, and I don't think those were the ones gobbling, but either no. way, they slipped in, but they just happened to, like, enter, into the- Well, there was that old tree pushed over mm-hmm. there, and when they came around it, I mean, they I were, knew they it were, was like- game i was like this is all awesome. like this is right. awesome i know because it was the only place they could walk and that's like where we're already faced and i'm thinking man this is about to be fun and they came you know they, they rounded and i was coming like back towards this and one of those that you can if you had to reposition you can and they just kind of sit there and look at you and, you know it's lights out you know there's not much you can do um unless you you know Missed.
2: yeah. Go ahead and rub it in. <laughs> but yeah, everything played out. Year. Everything played out right until the trigger pulled. Yeah, and then bro. it's. Well, it worked out good for you. No, I. Mean, I <laughs> yeah, you didn't recover yours. did oh, you stuff. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, we made it happen the next year. Let's, yeah, uh, there you go. we're rolling from there. It was
1: a good claim, hit yeah. oh, yeah, okay. I yeah, got yeah,
2: yeah, lost that a... story and forgot about it.
0: <laughs> but, that, that y'all weren't didn't both tote one out. Well, I think um, was it the
1: next year. And that was a little more chaotic. No, it wasn't next year. The next year we, we both, both doubled.
2: I mean, we both missed in the following years when we doubled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know, and that
1: was a – also, we weren't counting, and you shot, and I wasn't ready to shoot, but you shot the one I was on because three walked up. Yeah. And we – I feel like we're both on the middle. I don't know. Uh,
2: I was on the middle because I figured you'd be on the front, and I'm assuming you were thinking the same
1: way. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where the crossover got, but I know the the one my B was on his neck. And it just fell, and I went, "Oh, yeah, I gotta <laughs> find another one real quick," because they're running off. And I feel like I, I shot it on a knee. I just immediately got up and swung over and shot it, and it was—it probably wasn't six yards on the other side of yours by that time. Yeah. Um, but that was some some fun hunts. Um.
0: All right.
1: Yeah. us you got any more questions for
0: us? All
2: right. So. When do you move on a bird, and when do you when do you stay and be patient on a bird?
1: Hmm. Hmm. That is a very dependent answer, but I'm going to try to go about that as best I can. Because I do move on birds a lot, and I feel like that is what I do most of the time, but that is absolutely not what I do every time. I'm just as patient some mornings as just as patient, if not more, as Chase on certain situations. Um I think whichever one you're gonna do you need to do it and you need to do it wholeheartedly. That's probably what I've learned most from birds is, is getting caught in the in-between or in the should I or should I not. And I promise you standing there in some weird half squat in the middle of the woods is not what you should be doing. So uh, so pick either sitting there or get to where you're going if you know where you're gonna go. Um, it largely depends on the long list of dependents is gonna be on the bird and what he's doing that morning. Um, and you kind of got to trust your gut more than anything. I would think, um, a lot of times it's right. Sometimes it's not, but, um, but if you start trying to break it down logically and what he's going to do and what he did last Saturday, you're going to get caught in that twilight zone of, of uh, am I messing up? Do I keep messing up? Do I keep going or not? Um, I'd say some of the dependents that it would go with would be uh, let's see, if he say like if he's in a strut zone or he's kinda of doing his deal, um, get, I mean obviously out of range, he's uh you know those mornings where they'll they'll be walking away and they'll walk back and they'll walk away and they'll walk back and I'm not talking about like turning around on the ridge and his gobble sounds like that. You know pretty well that he's he's going left to right. Um and you you know the terrain enough to know that he's not throwing gobbles you know, standing in the same footsteps. Um, I will a lot of times wait for the third time he does that. I don't really trust the first two. He can he can go away and come back. Um, and more times than not, they're in a the little hook in a creek, and they're going from one side to the other. It's usually sunny right there. They're just kind of going from shade to shade. The hens are probably feeding in the in the shade where they feel a little, um, you know, secluded and comfortable and, and not out wide open uh, the the strutter usually I think I feel like sometimes they like to be just because they are on display and, and they'll get in that open area and do some sunning and strutting and um, if you guess right that that's what he's doing and he's not really you know half the distance turning around um, I usually wait for that third time when he walks off I try to gain a little ground and see what happens uh, sometimes just moving a little bit makes a big difference in getting him I guess convinced that you are real especially if you've done any before but um but I don't always do that sometimes I'll do it a little quicker and and a lot of times when I'm patient I guess that would probably be the easiest way to answer it because more times than not the movement is really dependent and but the patience they're a little they're I'm a little firm on those and it's um usually when they fly off from the roost whether they are with hands or they meeting up with hands or even if i don't even know if he's with hens i'm not going to move on him at all until he moves at least one time if that makes sense um i'm not going to be the first to move after he lands period Mm -hmm. um when he hit the ground if he stays there for two hours and doesn't move i'm still not too crazy about moving because he hasn't he hasn't made something for me to base my move off of if that makes much sense um now, I mean, I mean, obviously, if he, if I feel like there's a creek in between us and he's just by himself, I'm going to make a move and try to almost go away for ten minutes and almost go as fast as I can down the side, you know, just kind of parallel with the creek and try to get to it and call him down the creek or a ridge or whatever it may be. Um, but um. But regardless, if I am going to move, say he he's moving from left to right, and, and I call him courtesy gobbles where he is gobbled, he's acknowledging you and he's telling you to come on more than he's telling you I'm coming. Um, and you'll you'll know it. It's just one of those feelings you get that uh, he's being polite and saying I you, you are calling good but not good enough than the 15 I got with me um, that I'm looking at that aren't holding an 870. Right. Um, so I mean you're trying to talk him into doing that and then you got to make some adjustments and and um I like to have where I'm going in my head before I go because I am the worst at indecisiveness and I've busted more hunts doing a somersault in the middle of the woods trying to find the tree that I probably could have found before I got up and and started kind of shimmying over there to get there and find out there wasn't a tree over there and now I gotta go back and um that's not that's not a good spot to be in, and I, I do it at least once a year. Oh, yeah. Get a little too ahead of myself and and, and and make a move. I'm gonna go 30 yards up here. Well, there's nothing up here 30 yards, and you kind you, then you're in a real predicament because you're really close to him now. Um, I don't honestly. Well, I don't want to say I'm I'm not quiet when I'm doing. It. Sometimes I'm like I will I will move as quietly as I possibly can. If it takes me an hour to get there. It depends on the the leaves under my feet, um, kind of what they're doing. If if I hear them scratching, and a lot of times I'll kind of do it one time, I'll just move my legs and make a big, and sometimes they'll gobble at it. And that makes me feel a little better about moving. And um, I don't just focus too much on that. I just try to get there as as quickly, as as point blank as I can, um, as quietly as I can, but I've also you know stood up and walked on crunchy leaves and stuff and and that has been what pulls them in i just try to do it in increments to where not a 70 yard move at one time right. because sometimes that does i mean they're sitting there hearing this hand that sounds really real but it's just not quite tempting to into that and all of a sudden they hear uh sticks breaking stuff like that and and their mind might be more turkeys might be something going on that's enough to break them to make a move and and um, sometimes it's just, a, it's just a different, something that they have been used to hearing and, and just kind of tips them over to the edge, but you also don't wanna, well, I had mean, I did shoot one this year. Uh, we met at the top of the hill. <laughs> and I was doing exactly that. I was trying to get up on top of it to, uh, to get on almost over the edge uh, and then to move down to try to call him up at a diagonal, at a diagonal on top of the ridge to look down, just in case he had peeked over that ridge and saw there wasn't there. Um, and I just didn't happen to notice him. I was going to try to kind of direct my calls around the other way to make him walk down. And then eventually pick his head back over. Um, sure enough, I got to the top right before I started to kind of ease over to the right, you know, to kind of get away from almost distance myself from him. Um, he was, I guess he heard the footsteps. He pinpointed those leaves walking and we, I looked up and he looked up and he was right there. Yeah. It was kind of one of those bang, bang situations. And I mean, it's a good bird. Um,
0: I came over there, and met you. I just left you. I had to yeah. leave a little earlier. Um, I've been carrying the camera around with you yeah. all day, and
1: uh, yeah, then you went. Then I grabbed the camera. Yeah, and we went back. It was, there was a, I know there was two in there, and um, it's like I mean, it's kind of one of those situations where I think I know it was raining earlier in the morning. Went to a drizzle, and then um, that yeah, was probably ten forty five. I feel like the only gobble I heard right before that I mean to get on those birds was the first one I heard and that was probably 45 minutes before around 10 o'clock yeah Um, got on them and and was just kind of playing that that heel with them Um, but um, but let's see so when to when to be patient would definitely be right off the roost I'm going to wait and see what they do Um, if you know the area I never correlate patterning in turkeys but it is I mean I'm not saying that's not a thing because I know it is and and I do take it into an account, but I just don't. I, I got too much. I've been proven wrong too many times when I think I know what they're about to do and they don't do go. it. So I don't put too much faith in them going a direction. She is really good at that. That's what, one of those things when we, when we hunt together and mess mm-hmm. well. I'm not. I, I don't believe it. You know, when whenever he says they're going to do this, and most the times they do. You know, it's yeah. just because he knows the place better than I do. Um, and like I mean I just I, I trust him more than I trust myself thinking that's
2: what they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. I I agree with everything you said. But one thing I will add to it, and uh, and, and again, like you, I'm not saying that's wrong. But one thing I'm careful of, if I feel like I'm gonna make a move, I'm not gonna call and try to locate that turkey while I'm making a move. I want to yeah, wait. Absolutely. I want to. I'm waiting until I get set down, get my gun up, get my everything to where I don't have to move again before I make another sound. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I learned it the hard way. Well mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember when I was younger, I had a turkey hung up, and I waited on him and waited on him. I finally said, oh, I'm going to make a move. Well, I stood up. <laughs> and, I mean, it wasn't long, probably two or three minutes. I was doing like you said. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out where I was going to sit. And I just, yes, yeah, he may be coming. So I yelped. He was about thirty yards. I watched him gobble, then I watched him run. Yeah, <laughs> because he saw me as soon as he gobbled, he saw me and he was gone. So that's, I try to not make a peep, say, like on call wise until I'm in a position. ready to shoot.
1: That is a big.
0: That's very that, important. That is one. If I call anywhere, if I if I don't, if I'm trying to locate a bird, I'll I, I'll at least be by. Uh, I've got will step two, three steps off the trail or whatever i'm walking to be right. by a right. suitable tree So where you can just I plop
2: come. down if you it may not be the most yeah. ideal situation where you're locating, but, but if you have to you can plop down because mm-hmm.
0: right. i've yeah i've been caught one too many times in a big in mm-hmm. a food plot or fork of a road yeah. and i'm out here 20 30 yards and one gobbles right out in front of me anyways mm-hmm. um that's a side note
1: I no that's a i'm glad you brought that because that like that's one of those things, you know, there's a handful of things you don't think about until first. I had not thought about that until yeah. you just said that. Like, that's one of my biggest, and it didn't even come to mind in the old woodsmanship thing right, um, right in the yeah. chapter. I never, I mean, that's like, I hone in on that, like, I will bite you if you call him while we're in the middle of a big wide open spot, and I will, oh, I will yeah. slap that. out of I'm, I get a little, well, and also, like, what are we going to do if he gobbles right here? Like, oh, yeah. what are just going to lay down? you know? Well, yeah, and
2: also on a big open spot, you don't want to get to the edge of it. Right, and call, and him gobble, then you have to walk through it. I try yeah. to get, I mean, you,
1: I want to get through it. You don't want him to know you're in the world right. until you've got a sensible spot to set up. Right. Um, and that and that kind of goes into the, try to know where you're going before you tell him to head that way. You right.
2: know, I, I, I just promise so It's like you. you're almost giving him bad directions. Well, yeah, right.
1: and then it's just like an intersection with four green lights. Right. And, um, but, um, but. But one thing I do when I when I'm just using the kind of using the barriers and stuff like I alluded to in a couple of prior episodes was make sure I don't I still I mean this is a pretty much set in stone like I, I listen for another gobble before I make my move. If he doesn't gobble for thirty minutes, I might know the exact tree I'm moving to. But I don't I don't I don't trust it enough. I will sit there and be patient, and that's, I guess that's when I'll be patient too. Um, if it takes him an hour to gobble again, whether he moved or He's a half a mile. I just I try not to, especially when I hunt him again. I don't I don't make that move until I know where he's at. And then, as soon as I got he gobbles, I'm on my feet. Then right then, and I'm headed straight there. I'm not thinking about anything else but getting there. And then and then that's it. And then I'll make my next decision. I start from zero, pretty much. Yeah.
0: You got a lot of good points there. Um, I guess my two cents on that on when to move and when to be patient would be um pretty much if. If I was set up on a turkey and he was he was hung up out there doing whatever not coming in, I'd probably give him a time or two of it not him not coming just right off the bat. And um my go to is a fight and purr. Pretty much all year. i want to hit a fighting purr and that's gonna be my start time of when I wait before I get up and move. If I fight and purr and he answers, he double gobbles at me if he doesn't acknowledge it at all my time's less if he double gobbles or gets fired up at my fighting per i may sit there 40 minutes yep that's i'm gonna do a fighting per i'm gonna get silent and normally about 15 minutes to 20 minutes i may do a soft scratch in the leaves or or a yelp and or you know see if i can get him one more gobble out of out of him if I hadn't heard him because I, I normally think that's him close in distance. Mm-hmm. If he gobbles and he's tw- twenty thirty minutes later he gobbles and he's still in the same spot, that's when I'll kind of start getting the game plan together. Maybe try and hear him one or two more times. Then I'm gonna I would I would normally try and maybe move left or right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm the patient kind. I, if I if I know what lands between me and him. And I know I walked it last week and there was not a tree down, not a, not a Creek, nothing like that. That's where I would, I would probably wait it out. -hmm. Um, Be patient with him. I may pour him some more calls. um, If he's, you know, not really fired up with me still, but he answered my fighting for all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would swap calls. I would throw mouth, throw, throw, throw my mouth call at him throw my um slate call at him and try and sound like multiple turkeys are over here I would do a good bit of raking that's when I would get like a lot more lively with my call yeah than I normally would normally I'm a soft caller kind of guy but that's when I would try and fire him up um and then if that if neither of those two work that's normally would be my moving mm-hmm. my side to side moving would also possibly be in that you know 10 15 yards to just sound like I'm a live flock. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's just not getting fired up with me, not acting crazy interested, that's probably when I'm going to try and close distance. If he's gobbling at every woodpecker, um, airplane, you know anything, mm-hmm. 20 bird, he's just gobbling to be gobbling, that's a good time you can move absolutely because you know exactly where he's going to be and you can just you don't have to call to him to get you him don't to, to know where you're at either. yeah so you can you can slip on up in closer to him and then and maybe get on the opposite side of him. maybe circle him, and you know he's on the end of a, a finger mm-hmm. or something and you can get up kind of where the it starts and it's just you know flat or something that's still a hundred yards from him but it's all he's easier here. All he's got to do is stay on his ridge mm-hmm. and come to you. That's that would be my my patience over um, when to move and when to when to sit still.
2: Yeah, and I'm with you, Chase. I'm I'm lean towards more of a patient hunter. Right. Um, but if a turkey shuts up on you, then I'm going to give him the time that I think plus twenty more minutes. Yeah. yeah. And if nothing happens in that, then, then I'll get up and make my move and and. Obviously not, like I said earlier, not say a word, but make my move when I get sit down. I will try to, I'm going to say locate him, but I'm locating him ready to hunt him. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, do the start my process over. Sit there, give him some dog time as I think he needs, plus 20 minutes, move again, yeah. Yeah. and just repeat it until either I find him or move on to another turkey.
0: Yeah, you, you hunt, similar to me, you have yeah. like a cycle you do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and hunter is kind of more of a, fly off the seat of his
1: pants yeah, kind of depends on, on what him. he's doing and then i'll do
0: um yeah me and Sales do hunt but it's similar yeah and they work i mean they're they in you know certain times mm-hmm. they, they do pay off but it's it's kind of a almost like you want it to be scripted but it never is yeah. you know what i'm saying you kind of got some check-offs to do just about every morning that that have worked in the past and may work again and they may Hurt you more than they help you some days. Well, That's but. right,
2: and, and even being patient, um, and we can like we just mean you were talking about we can have the same cycle. Mm-hmm. But if I go to sit down, get ready to hunt, and locate this turkey, and he's moved mm-hmm. away from where, well, then I'm not going to start the cycle over. I'm no. going to immediately do what react right, react to the situation. Right. So it's like yeah, it's all circumstantial, I guess.
0: And and I guess it would be a depend a depend side of that would be if you know the land or if you're on a new place it's a big depend that's a big depends um because if i don't know if there's a ditch or creek or something of that nature or a ridge that he's not gonna come over you know over there you know that that's that's a big depends
1: and you try um, to knock that out before you sit down but sometimes you can't yeah you know? sometimes oh you, yeah sometimes out of your hands
0: i mean um, yeah if you get a Get permission on a place mid season that, or you or, or get to hunt some public ground or something like that. I mean, you you may not know. And mm-hmm. if you are like me and didn't download the map before you got there to know, um, which I do every time, just about so, um,
1: yeah, it kind of depends on that. That's my opinion. And then, oops, um, but no, like. Like I said, I'm, I'm not always moving around. I know I, that's kind of my go-to. I probably am most of times, but but when I'm patient, I'm really patient. I'm like I move my eyeballs, then move my head. I don't I don't move. I'm dead to the world as far as that goes. And usually I'll I'll use a, a slate call or a pot call right off the roost, and then I'll go to mouth call, and I don't even like my mask moving. I want to be just you know deathly still. And then when it comes time to move, it's kind of like. These seconds are just non-existent. It says move as fast as I can. Got my stuff. I'll leave. That's why I leave stuff everywhere. Probably oh, because it's in my mind to get to this tree, and that's the only thing there. Make sure you got the gun. And but um, but but I, I don't I don't do that until he he makes the first move. I know the direction to move. Um, and um, and I've killed just not just as many. I've killed several. Just I I mean a textbook morning for me is is more so towards that being patient, just sitting on the same tree I sat at, uh, to to begin the morning and just, um, just in the early season, especially when you can kind of watch that bird come in, uh, through the hardwoods and, and, and as he's gobbling on the way in, kind of just shaking the tree behind you. Um, and just, you know, you feel it in your chest a lot more than you hear it. Um, it's, um, to me, that's just as much turkey hunting as it is. Just, uh, the one-on-one type style of, of playing chess with them. Um, I feel like sometimes you're playing, you're challenging the good Lord in a game of chess, and he's always gonna kind of have the the upper hand on that. Um, sometimes they'll they'll make moves that uh, that make no sense at all, and sometimes you know when you, when you do capitalize on it, you feel a little lucky, and that's the best way to describe it. But but uh, but but sitting back and enjoying it and enjoying the spring, just soaking it in, that that'll always be my favorite way to turkey on it. Um, it's just not the one that I do. Too often, because of a little bit of lack of patience and a competitive nature that I don't like to just sit back and wait when I feel like I'm losing a, a battle with a with a bird. I guess I don't know, but um, I enjoy them both the same, and uh, I would think that that would probably be my ideal if I could pick pick one hunt to do. That that would be my. Way to describe it would would honestly be sitting on that same tree and, a, and an open bottom with one coming in just rattling your chest and hopefully uh hopefully he's got a 11 inch beard swinging but nine inches I'm I'm just the same My fine with either one <laughs> um,
2: six inches are a full fan
1: <laughs> legal bird um I will say just mentioning on those uh I think we had touched on satellite birds or something earlier there was one year I killed two they were just like that and I feel like I enjoy this one just as much because I was working this bird in front of me and I didn't win that. You know, I mean, he outsmarted me, or I didn't persuade him, or increase that uh, in his curiosity enough to draw him in enough. But but uh, a satellite bird came kind of trucking through, and I write to I mean, they just pinpoint you, you know. Um, and I just had to make this quick little shift of the gun, and now I got to hunt the other one that I've been working all day. You know, in a couple of days, came back and, and did it again. I don't know that it was the same bird that both of the, the two satellite birds got shot off of, but it was pretty close to the same spot. So that bird might've caused two more birds to die. I don't know. And I don't think I ever shot him. But that was a, a couple of times where being patient for a different reason did pay off. Instead of move, if I'd have moved, I don't think I, that would've happened. I probably bumped that turkey um, and just educated him and probably would've never known it. But I don't know, might've, might've got the other one. Um, and if he would have spooked bad, it could have messed up the, the original yeah. turkey
0: you were... you were. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen before, stand up and a, hen, had slipped, oh, a yeah. hen or a gobbler had slipped in behind me and go to puttin. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's over with for not only the one that was could have been in range, mm-hmm. but also the one that, that you were
1: originally hunting. And I've, I've had them, and I'll say this, when you're talking about way at the beginning reaching out with shotguns and apex, the same, one of the birds I'm talking about... Um, one of them was silent. I mean, I literally heard his footsteps. At, when mm-hmm. He was about 18 yards um, come up behind me, and one of them was on. Is it was at the same spot? I was gonna say it was where you and I went, where you laid down, but it's not. It's at the other corner, close to it. Um, seals. Yeah. But uh, but he another another bird came up behind me. I think he was 58 steps, and I shot him with round of goal with just some Remington fours, and I remember. <laughs> I remember putting the bead on top of his head and this was, I mean, I was probably, I might've been in college, probably in high school and just kind of thinking like, I ain't gotta, if I hit this bird, which I didn't, you know, when you're younger, you don't take into account of wounding birds and the, you know, the impact that that could have. And I mean, that's—it—it it, it, very slim chances of that bird even making it to that point. You don't want to be the one to mess it up and especially not get to reap the benefits of the harvest. Um but I let, it, I let it fly, and he got to popping and I took off running. I was going to play football. I was still out of breath again, too. I'm like, good oh gosh. Took forever. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a big believer in one pellet's all it takes. Um, you can throw as many as you want to, many of those number nine shots in there. And I think with every single one you, increase your chances of not winning the bird. Um, Absolutely. Kind of looping back to that subject. But that made me think of that because I was a satellite bird, and I, I stepped it back off. as 58. Um, I don't know what yards are to steps, but I measure everything in steps. I don't know if anybody else does that. I know <laughs> I do. Um, but uh, at the end of the yep. day, it all depends. Oh, yeah, for sure. It is about midnight 30, and uh, we're, I'm going to try to go listen again in the morning. I went this morning. Not go well? No. <laughs> no luck at the tomb. I wanted to listen to but that's all I I, I considered alright because I, I just wanted to check without having to go in there better now than on March yeah. 15th and when you're kind of limited to a, a day or two days you you want get to the, get the spots that you think have potential and then whether it's yes or no which there might, they might blow it out of the water they might be 10 threes in there just think I was warning. I think it was a pretty good morning I feel like I would have heard them um, so tomorrow I'm going to go to two other spots and see what happens they're in there. Just gotta find them. Um, looking forward to it though. I, I was I was pretty jacked up this morning. That was the first time it was quiet enough to hear all the other birds and the uh, kind of the, the the sounds of spring. Which that's what I relate to, to to turkey season more than anything is the the birds you only hear in springtime. I don't even know what they're called, but 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 there's only a certain few weeks out of the year that you get to hear these birds. And I'm not talking about the turkeys. I'm talking about the, the little twitty birds around and the the uh, just the the way, the the humidity and stuff kind of ties into stuff. You can tell when it's about to be spring, and that's it, it gets you going. Um, so I that have was number one. I
0: have noticed things are starting to bud out a little bit yeah. too. So that's that got me fired up when I realized that. I guess
1: yesterday when I was checking traps, I have the the oddest things that will get me just as pumped up as a gobbler hammer Like there's little blue flowers on the ground that around the beginning of February. That's like my first. We're, it's on the way. Yep. yep. Um. After that, um. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of little things like shoot the different smells of your turkey box. I opened that thing to, to try to find a call earlier, and it immediately kicked it into high gear, just smelling the deep cover face mask and stuff. Um. So we're we're at that point in time where it is where it is uh, ninety to nothing on on the excitement and the anticipation. And how many days, seals? I know you got it yeah I double digit
0: it. still we are at 10 days until the miss if you well it. this
1: is yeah, this will come out next week so we'll be under a week when this thing is published six days but i think we we touched on those and we want to thank everybody for providing those questions within the past probably what two or three hours ago um, yeah we, we yeah. ran a little little questions things seals did on his instagram and we did on the spring legion page and those were what was, that was what was asked when whenever we pulled the first three or, you know, a random three that didn't overlap each other. And I kind of like that, just kind of off-the-wall stuff, um direct things. Um, so if y'all got any more, just send them in. Um, I feel like starting in a week or so, we'll have some in-season episodes going, which I'm looking forward to. I know y'all are. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be a, a little more situational, hopefully some more successful stories instead of mess-ups, but we're going to tell them all. And um, we just want to provide a little value to you, and we we do appreciate y'all tuning in, and and we'll see y'all next week.